It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Fay, hub builder and co-host of British Columbia's podcasts, part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source for great insights from entrepreneurs from across Canada. We talk to entrepreneurs who are making it happen here so you can listen, discover, and engage. We're here today with Tara Clark. I'm so excited to have this owner and founder, CEO of Vancouver-based social media agency, Social Tea. For the past nine years, she has offered executive consulting, training, and management to small and medium-sized businesses around the world. She's a social media architect, entrepreneur, and speaker. Tara's focused on helping businesses think differently and be able to use social media effectively to achieve their goals. She helps brand engage with existing customers and tap into new audiences using their social media network. And, uh, you know, what, what kind of fuels me and gets me excited about talking to Tara is she's totally passionate about empowering those around her, believing that building lasting connections and relationships with business owners that have an entrepreneurial spirit is her jam. So, Tara, how does that sound? Does that sound a bit like that you? That sounds good. That is great. Yeah, like I really feel that connection and that ability to connect and be authentic is so important, especially translating that online and off and vice versa. And so having the ability to be personable um, in both formats is so important. And that's why I'm loving this world of podcasting and the video opportunity within podcasts, because people can really see, hopefully the words that we put online jump out in our personalities as we actually are. That's a great question. The word, I just get to jump on this before we talk about your journey. Um, The word authentic, it's used a lot right now. What does it mean to you? Authentic is the ability to make mistakes and fumble and not judge yourself for it to me. To me, it's the opportunity to wake up and feel like if you don't have makeup or you didn't get ready and you're still on, you're still showing up in your best ability. So authenticity is telling the room you had you know, an awkward night's sleep or your dog's being a bit of a brat and barking in the background, which I had the other day. So authenticity, I think, is bringing realness to everyday conversations where people, I think, are getting a little uptight and they need a little bit more ease and that we're all human. So bringing in your authentic self to conversations and meetings, I think, is very, very important. Okay, so now let's jump to you. Tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, so it's been really interesting. Um, I've had my consulting company slash agency with a team for now nine and a half years. Um, But prior to that, I worked in full-time marketing roles. And it was really interesting when I was in full-time marketing roles because it was right before digital marketing and social media in particular was actually being used for businesses. So I was definitely one of the first group of people that were discovering how to take marketing from traditional to online and uncover ways that we could measure how it's working before there were any tools to tell us what was actually correct and what was working or not. But the interesting part was when I went to school, I went to school for entrepreneurship and business. And I always knew that that was my calling. I was so inspired by my professors and the stories and the ability to pitch different businesses. I knew that was for me. But even in 2008, when I graduated from school, there was not always an opportunity just to be an entrepreneur. Like, what were you going to offer? What is your business? 
So I feel really lucky to have been in marketing roles that allowed me to figure out if I had to wake up tomorrow and do one or two things and be really good at them in my full-time marketing role, what would those be? And so I had to do blogging, I had to do all these different web design, I had to do so many things in my marketing role that those skills I still use today. But social media, what in its infancy and when I was doing it in my marketing roles was the thing I always enjoyed the most. So it was what I was trying to do the most in my mm-hmm. full-time jobs. And so when the opportunity came for me to create a business, I focused on that. And so digital marketing was what I called it. And I put an ad on Craigslist. And an hour later, I had my first client. And that's when I knew entrepreneurship was so exciting because I could reinvent the wheel and I could create something new and I could explain it to people that did not understand it. And that was when I knew this was my journey because I could clearly describe social media and digital marketing to traditional businesses and why it would benefit them. And then the tools have just gotten better since then. (laughs) Something that I'm hearing from your story very loud and clear is one of all of the jobs that you had to do in your role, pick the one that you love doing the most and use that as a, as a focal point. But also, you know, I think every entrepreneur's journey is to serve, right? To, to actually transfer their skills and expertise to another person to, to, so that they thrive. I love that you said that because... I am in the service-based business, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have a product to sell as much, meaning it doesn't go out in mass quantities. So I need to show up 200% because I am the product providing a service. So I know what my clients expect and the level of expectations they set out is what I set up for my team. So being in a service-based business is so valuable because it allows us to really know that we, we as people need to be um, accessible, communicative, and really clear in the conversations we have. Um, and service, yeah, it is so, and it's so rewarding because service, you learn really quickly because people give you feedback, ideally quite quickly, and you can adjust right after that. So that's why I love being in a yes. service-based business. Tara, honestly, there, you know, if I search social media companies, BC, there'd be like an infinity of lists. Who do you serve and how does your company stand out amongst uh, the crowd? So we serve B2B businesses. That again, makes us a little bit more unique in the social media space. It's a lot more challenging to show growth and results with us advertising uh, B2B businesses and mostly service related. So we work with lawyers, property developers. Um, a lot of businesses who have something that they're selling larger value of. Um, So our goal as social media marketers in my company is to really tell stories and build trust because it's not going to be a click to convert. It's going to take time for people to really know that you're the person to go to for that service in the B2B space. So that's really our realm that we specialize in. So when businesses come to us, they come by referrals. And that's how my business has grown has not been from marketing um, as much publicly, has more so been from people working with us, understand our values, and in turn match awesome opportunities to us. So for example, when people describe us, they say, work with social tea, they're really experienced and they're very efficient. And B2B businesses very much appreciate that because mm-hmm. they're experienced and they don't want to waste their time. So those are two values that we very strongly are rooted in at social tea. And I think that that helps us continue to work with B2B and service-based businesses. So that's our niche. Um, But when it comes to other social media managers, they might specialize in food. And part of specializing in food is you'll likely provide photography 
versus my company, we provide more copywriting than we do photography because for a service-based B2B business, getting the message across is actually at the forefront of their needs. So when you've been in the company, in a business, in this industry for this long, you can really analyze and determine what clients are for social tea and what clients might actually be better for another social media company. So collaborating with fellow social media companies, I think is one of the most valuable things that I've been able to do is really stay in our wheelhouse and then be able to provide opportunities to other businesses that can actually help certain um, clients that we don't assist with necessarily better. The one thing that jumped out at me that I'm going to ask, because if you're a startup professional service provider or you're in growth stage, how long does it take to build trust? Oh boy. You know, I think if there's a really strong referral, if there's a strong referral and people understand what you do, the connection happens very quickly. But that's the difficult part is if people don't know you, they need to warm up to you. So what I found to answer the question quickly, by speaking and being in person as a digital business, I have been able to grow my company. So by taking time to be face-to-face with opportunities for social tea, I have secured opportunities, let's say, faster than I might have if I just emailed someone. So that is the important. That is our bread and butter. For me, I have my team and my team is helping me free up time. They're managing the social media for our clients now so I can be face-to-face and secure their stronger and longer relationships. And that is, to me, the key in an online business is actually saving that time to be face-to-face with opportunity. And is that something that you recommend to your clients too as far as um, we've got content? Would another strategy be meetings or events? Absolutely. That's a really great point. I truly feel that events are the new wave of having great social media content because it allows you to get a ton of imagery when you do an event. You have lots of stories to tell and sound bites and moments that you can share afterwards for a few weeks after. And you get people in the room that you can connect with that you don't often have the chance mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I believe that digital marketing and social media, a huge component in the near future is going to be about actually bringing people in the room together. Is there a magic number of touch points? You know, I work with so lucky to have a few clients that are in in sales roles. And they told me it takes, I think, 11 touch points to land a deal when you don't know that contact. So I've taken that to heart. That's a lot of touch points. That's a lot of touch points. Um, So the key word, and I I spoke to Langara College about this yesterday. The key word that I'm working with on my team right now is persistence. And how you be persistent without being pushy is very, very key. And so I don't know if there's an art to persistence, but we're always working on elegant persistence. So that's something that's our focus for the rest of 2019 is how do we stay top of mind? How do we touch base? But how do we maintain trust while being politely persistent and elegantly persistent? Because there's definitely a way to do that properly. I suddenly realized where we needed to connect on my vision board. It says elegance and muscle. Right? Oh, that's so awesome. it's like cool. that elegant persistent, which is just yeah. you need to push the bar a little bit, but in a diplomatic, elegant style. But, you know, don't let people kind of drop off. And yeah, I love it. In the online space, it's so easy to send an email or a tweet and then forget it. Set it and forget it mentality. Yeah. But what I'm here to do and with my team being so amazing to support the management of our clients is I'm here to make sure that the follow-ups have something unique and catchy and cheeky. And (laughs) it's so rewarding because we've gotten witty in our outreach. And 
I even use the word persistence sometimes when I follow up and say, hey, you know, if, you, if I don't hear back from you, no worries, but persistence is my middle name. So until I hear a no, you're going to keep hearing from me. And I have it's fun. I actually have fun with it because if they know and if they watch what I do online or what we put out online, I think they'll know that like genuinely we're, we're adding humor to our, our outreach. And um, it's the people that take a little bit more time to see what we're doing that would understand that outreach is actually elegant persistence. I'm going to ask you a question about a client in later in the interview, but um, let's jump a little bit to how you work. So, you know, home base is where? Our home base is South Granville in Vancouver. We have an office there, which is great. I'm at home today because I live close by. Um, But our office, our team is in the office Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we have that opportunity to be face-to-face again because it clarifies so many things. As a social media company, we go on 10 different tools a day minimum. From actually going on Facebook to going on our scheduling platform to going on Instagram on our phone to going on Instagram on desktop maybe if we need to do something. So we have to be connected to so many different platforms that it's so easy to miscommunicate or miss something. So that time together as a digital team, but in person is very, very valuable. So we're out of South Granville. And coincidentally, we looked at our clients, a lot of them we've been working with recently, they happen to be all within like 15 kilometers of this area. Ah. So we manifested localization, which is very interesting. Some of our clients are outside of there, but I noticed that the other day and I thought there must be something to that. I think it's because people in this area know us a bit more and in turn, they were top of mind. I'm not sure, but I found that very interesting that again, something about the ability to be able to be that mm-hmm. accessible to some of our newer clients has Absolutely. rewarded us. I'm just curious, even though they are within 15 kilometers, do you actually bump into them more often? Like, do you have the face-to-face? I'd say they're even more top of mind for us. So if there's an event that I know is close to them, I'll include them. So again, like okay. just always thinking about our clients as another yeah. way we stand out. Um, I just, I'm constantly seeing something like, oh my gosh, this is great for them. This is unique. What if we did a spin on that? So I think by them being local, um, helps them be top of mind for us and vice versa. So bumping into them would be awesome. It's surprising how small Vancouver is and you don't do that, but I would say I bump into them online and and that makes it fun. Now I'm just going to dig a little bit. You said you Tuesdays and Thursdays, you get together. What Mm -hmm. happens? Are are you renting an office and then you don't it stands empty. Those we have days. an office that we share with another entrepreneur, and it's awesome because he's his team's in the office Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, so it's become really ah. really priced, and we have a space. So if any at any point of the team needs the office, there's a boardroom and an office. It's quite big, and anytime they need it, they can use it as well off outside of our hours. So we're very inclusive. Like I provide, I created my company for my team for them to be able to do their best work from anywhere in the world. And that means that if I want to be in Bali or wherever, that they allow me to do that too. However, the feedback that I got from my team when I was growing a team about four years ago early on was that they needed a space that was quiet and that they can come and work and focus on social tea. And I love that that was something they wanted. And that's why I continue to maintain the office because they really enjoy that it's our space to go and, and ask me questions and work on client stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if they choose to um, work on that outside of it as well, that's great, but they don't have to. Um, because coffee shops can be loud, so it's yeah. important for them. Absolutely. And um, how often do you get to Bali? Well, once a year. I've been <laughs> to speak again in March, so we'll see. I'll, okay, I'll see yeah. Back. It's, quite a, it's quite a big trek, but... Um, so worth it. You know, uh, you always look at the cost of being somewhere 
even though it takes forever to get there, to be there and live in a lap of luxury is pretty nice. So yeah. we're, I'm considering it. <laughs> well, let's go back to Vancouver. So you are, I mean, you're in a great downtown location in Vancouver. Obviously, it sounds like you live close by too. Do you have a favorite place that you like to go to recharge? Well, yeah, there are two things I like to do. Number one is every quarter I go and get a really, really fancy massage at one of the high-end hotels downtown. And I book off a whole day in the week, work week. I book off a whole day and I just take my notebook. I don't check my email or my phone. And the massage is only an hour, but I allow myself to go in the pool and the hot tub. And that day is my like reward day of quiet. And in those quiet moments, the amount I get to write and, and savor all the things we've done and where we're going is my greatest treat and recharge. So that's something I do um, to treat myself. But then my favorite thing to do during the week is once a week, I get an overly priced kale Caesar salad from a great vegan restaurant across the street. And it's outrageously priced, but I have to, and I crave it <laughs> like my earning. So those two things, my kale Caesar and my quarterly massage for me is really important. And then for our team, um, we're working on going to one of our clients, Nectar Yoga B&B for a retreat. So we always try to also do something together. Normally it's focused around a photo shoot because we're in social media and we need imagery. <laughs> so I get them together for a photo shoot and then we do something together. So that's oh. our team reward. Yeah. And how do you stay fit for work? That's a really challenging question. Recently, I've had um, more time and I need to figure out how I'm going to get my activity in, in there. I'd say that I'm naturally high energy person. So I'm lucky that I basically run and walk at the same time. But that's something I've been trying to carve out more is my well-being. So TBD on that one. I'll get back to you. <laughs> we'll check in I with you a few months. Uh, routine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let's do a fun, a few rapid fire questions. I'm going to go back to, if you could share with us, I'm going to, I'm not going to say favorite client, but you use words like witty, fun, humor, uh, in, in some of the campaigns, if we could follow one company that you're working with just to kind of get a sense of the kind of language and content and values and, and, uh, who would you, who would you tell us to share and go check out? That's a really good one. Um, BC Blueberries has been really fun. Um, a team member of mine manages that, and she does add in those cheeky, witty things that I love to see. So BC Blueberries is really great. Um, that's a different client for us because it's the BC Blueberry Council is all the members who are growers, packers, and um, part of the blueberry industry here in Vancouver. So it's B2B in a way, but it's B2C on our social media. So it's been a okay. good challenge for us because we're talking to people who will buy blueberries, but it's fun. So that one's really fun. There's lots of good recipes and it's a great place to see. And then Nectar Yoga B&B is another one that's just beautiful. It's more namaste and natural kind of language, but it's a great example. of them. And if you could pick one platform for us to check out, would it be Instagram, Facebook on one of those? Uh, Instagram. Yeah. Tell me about Instagram. What's the, why is it so important? Well, Instagram has become more important because what they're doing recently is they're actually um, allowing you to show up more on people's feeds the more time you spend on Instagram, which is interesting because they also have a timer on Instagram, which allows you to know if you've been on there too long. Um, but for businesses, there's something about spending quality time on Instagram and using your time wisely. So Instagram knows if you're actually liking and commenting genuinely on content. So I would say if you're going to go on Instagram, focus less on the followers and focus more on what you're saying and who you're engaging with. Okay. And there's a lot of opportunities for that. 
if you have an event coming up, use Instagram to message people and let them know about it because not everyone's going to see your event on Eventbrite. So leveraging Instagram for a communication tool and genuine outreach is, is going to become even more important. Do you have any time-saving tools that your team uses? We use Later to schedule our Instagram content. It's amazing. And their blog is the best blog for Instagram. We love it, love it, love it. And then time-saving tools is so simple, but we use Google Drive Docs to approve mm -hmm. all of our content with our clients. And it saves time because we can write all of the social media posts for our clients. And then they can go in and suggest changes, which allows us to very quickly adapt to what we need to write. How about a favorite read? I am reading a book. What is it called? Um, Willing to Fail by Brian Scudamore. I saw him speak last week. WTF, Willing to Fail. Uh, so that one's one I'm reading right now. A simple read. I love him. He's super engaging and an entrepreneur I look up to. So that's the current read that I have. And uh, if there was one essential book as a, as a, let's say a startup entrepreneur that should sit on your bookshelf, what do you think? There's one called Creativity Doesn't Suck. I believe that's what it's called. Let me get back to you. But okay. I'm reading a lot of books about business and creativity because what I'm learning more and more is that creativity is really the most important um, skill set in, in, in marketing that I find. So I can train on sales and I can train on other things, but the ability to come in with creative ideas and not be scared to just shout them out is something that I think comes with confidence and comes with experience, but it's something I really value. Um, so I'm reading a lot of books about creativity and business together, and oh, it's inspired me a lot. Do you have a motivational quote on your computer or on your wall? I do. It's what's for you won't pass you by. So I believe in an ebb and flow of if you're meant to work with a client, they'll come in and they'll stay for a while and they'll, they'll grow with you and learn with you. Um, but if a person or a client or something wasn't meant for you, it will go out with the waves. So I really believe in that. What's for you won't pass you by. If you could share one soundbite for a up and coming aspiring person in the creative space. Okay, so they're either looking at their career path or they're looking at being uh, hired by a company like Social Tea. How do they sell themselves? What's the best way to get connected to the right workforce? so they don't pass you by. I really feel that there's something about having a tangible piece. So okay. a thank you card is a very, very one-on-one -on -one thing. Send thank you cards. I can't tell you the amount of opportunities that have been secured the day that a thank you card got in the mail um, and they got, sorry, got to their desk. So I think having something tangible. So if you're applying for a job online, uncover something unique about the hiring manager that you can get in front of them. Don't be creepy, be curious. So that's, you know, a good mindset to have. But I really feel like something, something tangible, um, be it chocolates or a card or a letter or sending your resume in, I really feel that we are so inundated by online everything that having, like I read the paper, having maybe your resume in a newspaper format with your Instagram on it, like get creative with something that people can hold and feel and interact with. And to mm -hmm. me, that is a great way to stand out um, as it comes to looking for a job. What event or conference will we see you at next? Great point. Um, there's one called W North that I plan to attend in Whistler. It's women in leadership. Definitely. That one's a great one. Uh, I'm speaking at an event next week, actually, that's an event planning, meeting planners international, all event planners. I'm wanting to uncover more about how to use social media. So that's coming up next week. 
Um, but publicly an event that everyone can attend and look into is W North and Whistler. And it's just cool. superb speakers. Um, in and, exactly. Is there anything else you'd like to add today, Tara? Just be curious, be inspired, and again, be creative. I can't encourage that enough and uh, ask a lot of questions. And there's something that I think is really important about informational interviews. Like I'm trying to make more time in my calendar to be curious about people that I look up to or I'm inspired by and uh, not waste their time. I think that's something that's really important too is uncovering in my message how I'm going to use their time uh, valuably and, and know that their time really means something to me. So that's something I'm really working on. So your time is a value. So I just want to say thank you so much for having <laughs> me on today because I really appreciate the opportunities to share and to connect with new people. Awesome. What's the best way to connect with you uh, after today? Follow us at Social TYVR. Yeah. And that's both on Instagram, Twitter. On Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter, you can find us at Social TYVR. Awesome. And I look forward to meeting you in person as well, Tara. Yes, of course. <laughs> Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to British Columbia's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canadaspodcast.com. You can check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'm Angela Fay. See you next time.